Welcome to Stay On Course with me, Julie Riga. My life has been a roller coaster of highs and lows, but what I know to be true is that when we are grounded in our purpose and savor the sweet moments of life, we are truly a success. Today, you are going to get the ingredients for success because life is salty and life is sweet. Together, let's explore the possibilities of our own lives and learn from thought leaders around the globe. Ready, guys? Let's cook it. Welcome, welcome everyone to the next edition of the Stand Course Podcast. Today I have Clara Capano, and she is an international speaker, trainer, best-selling author, and the host of Working Women's Channel and Living Real TV. She's the founder and CEO of Capano Speaking and Training and creator of the Clarity Success Method. Clara's passion is to help women in business redefine their relationship with time so they can work smarter and get more money. Clara, welcome to the Stand Course Podcast. Thank you so much, Julie. I'm so excited to be here. So excited to have you as well. And before we get started, I ask all of my guests, what is your favorite food? You know, that is such a loaded question. Being Italian, I love to eat, but I would say right now I am stuck on tacos, fish Mm -hmm. tacos. Can't get enough of them right now. Fish tacos. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tell me a little bit about what you put on them. Well, when I make them at home, I'll um, grill up the fish. And so I put um, some, you know, maybe some Cajun and, you know, Mexican seasoning on them, then put them in a little corn tortilla with some avocado and hot sauce, tomatoes, and just gobble them down. Oh my gosh. It's yeah. like, it's close to lunchtime. I'm getting hungry. I know. And, I can eat uh, them any time of the day. All right. Now I want a fish taco, but <laughs> thank you for sharing that with us. Today, we're going to talk about something very near and dear to my heart. We're going to talk about the ingredients for success in creating harmony as a working parent. Mm, yeah. So tell us a little bit about your journey as a working parent and, and why this topic is so important to you. Yes, thank you. So this topic is important to me because I made so many mistakes along the way and I had just the opposite of harmony. I was I found myself as a single mom when my son was about a year and a half and during that time I was doing the juggling act that many working parents do where it was, you know, picking up the kid on time, getting them to all of their activities, running my business, trying to be there for everyone and you know, finally, when he was about three years old, it all came crashing down. And I realized that I had not done a great job of showing up, being present, communicating, setting boundaries. And that word harmony just did not exist. I was living on that hamster wheel that we talk about. And so in a moment of complete and utter breakdown, I had to make a decision on how I was going to create a better path for myself um, so that not only could I be happy, but again, I could live that life that I had dreamed about and be fully engaged everywhere that I'm in and be able to serve everybody around me on a higher level. So I just sort of started to climb my way out. And that's where, you know, my, my model to success came about. Amazing. And 
really, it's a very difficult season of your life when you find yourself as a single parent and not really knowing how to navigate the waters. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, at some point you realize that life is just chaotic and somehow you have to embrace that. Absolutely. You know, and I think, you know, so many people talk about, oh, we have to get balance. And I personally don't believe balance exists. That's why I talk about this concept of harmony. And I also think I don't like the word sacrifice. I like to think of what are the trade-offs? Because the truth is you have to make trade-offs. You have to have a little bit of give and take. And again, coming back to really making quality decisions And understanding that sometimes you have to let go and sometimes you have to walk away and sort of lean into the messiness. It is messy. I'm just going to tell this really quick story and then we'll get into the ingredients. I can remember this morning, I had to get up for work, get myself dressed, get my daughter dressed, get her in the car. I had a call, like a conference call, and I'm picking up the neighbor's kids for school. And it was utter chaos, like the chaos. And I'm just like, I just have to be okay with this and just let it roll because Mm -hmm. nothing was going to change in that moment. I had to do everything that I was committed to at that time. I I wouldn't suggest you taking that phone call from the car, but you know, that just happened to be the circumstance I was in, but I, you know, thank God that we've come up with tools, techniques, and we're going to share those Mm -hmm. today. So let's get into the ingredients for success. What's the first ingredient? You know, I think you have to have really good communication. I just don't think we do a good enough job of setting expectations, not just with our clients, but also with our families of where we are, what's going on, all of these. So I encourage the people that I work with is first and foremost, communicate your schedule. You know, let your family, your significant others, let them know what your week looks like, because Mm -hmm. nobody can do this alone. And you're going to have to look at all the moving parts and sometimes ask for help on those. So you have to, you know, really look at those. I also think communicating with your clients. One of the things that I do with a lot of my clients is I just let them know, you know, my goal is to get back with you within a three hour window. This allows me to have the space where I don't have to answer every call and every email when it comes in, because all that does is pull me off focus and it takes me longer to get items done. So I think it's really important to not only communicate your vision and what you're trying to accomplish, but share your schedules, you know, let people know what you can do and what you can't do and and not be afraid of those. I remember early on, I was having a battle because I do a lot of travel for my job. I'm on the road probably about 30, 35 weeks a year. And I was having a little bit of a battle with my ex-husband and sitting down and explaining, you know, how it all works, why I'm doing what I'm doing. And then we came up with the idea of, I give them a calendar, you know, six months in advance, you know, this is when I'm on the road traveling so that we can all work together because even though we are divorced, we're You're still so a family. Team. You're still and we a team. still have to work. Yeah, we still have yeah. to work with each other. So I just encourage people to truly communicate. I love that. And I love the, the calendar thing. What I did early on is we had the Google shared calendar. Mm-hmm. So yep. that Google shared calendar becomes the lifeline, especially Absolutely. when you're sharing time, when a child mm-hmm. is sharing time at two houses. Like, yeah. 
that is really uh, difficult. Yeah. And I think also a lot of people need to start communicating with their kids. And I don't think enough parents do that. We, I don't want to use the word hide, but we don't include them as much. And now, obviously, if they're young, if they're under five, they're not really going to get it. But, you know, communicating with them. I sit down with my son and I started doing this probably when he was about you know, six, seven, eight years old and sharing my schedule with him. You know, this is when I'm going to be available and, you know, understanding because he and I are a team as well. This is an opportunity I have to go on the road. Does this work for you? Because I can't achieve my goals without him in my corner. So again, don't be afraid to communicate what your schedule looks like to your kids because they're a part of it too. I love that. So with that, what is the next ingredient? You know, I think this all sort of starts to tie in with each other. And um, again, you know, setting those expectations of what we can do, what we can't do. I also think you need to start understanding the power of saying no. You know, no is a very powerful word. And it's one that we have to learn to love because no does not have to be a negative thing. It can actually be very powerful and no can sound so many different ways. One of the things that we need to understand is that when we say yes to something, we have to say no to something else. So one of the things that I really try to teach people, and I go through this a lot in my book that's coming out in July, is to have checks and balances. When something new comes in, regardless of if it's personal or professional, Stop and ask yourself a couple of questions before you agree to do this new thing. First, does this make good business sense? You know, is this in alignment with my goals and moving me forward? The second question I love to ask is if I say yes to this, what is it I have to say no to? Because you have to look at the full picture. I had a situation come up a couple of years ago where I was offered a speaking engagement. And my first inclination was yes, because I looked at the paycheck and I was like, oh, this sounds great. But then when I sat and I went through my checks and balances, it was going to take me a full day of travel to get to the location. Then I was there that one day and then a full day of travel back. So this two hour talk was really going to take me three days three days away from my other clients, away from my work, away from my son. Then when I also started to look at the target audience, it really wasn't my target audience. So in looking at this, even though it was going to give me a nice paycheck, the cost associated with it, what I would have to say no to was not worth it. Yeah. So you have to look at those things, you know, because sometimes it's, you know, we want to be there for our clients, but if I'm going to make an appointment at three o'clock, then I wouldn't be available to pick my son up from school, which was a non-negotiable for me since I only had him a few days a week. So again, you have to start really looking at these and, you know, really checking in on those items and no can sound like I would love to do that. However, I have a previously set appointment. That is saying no without them hearing no. It mm. could be delegating it or directing them to a different resource. You know who would be fantastic at that? You know, so-and-so is much better equipped to help you with that. Let me go ahead and connect you with them. Or simply, you know, right now, I have already committed myself to another item. Keep me in mind if this comes around again, but right now I'm already committed. 
So again, you don't have to feel bad. I was actually doing a mastermind group when I was working on one of my first books. And I invited one of my dear friends who was also a single mom, full-time working professional. And I asked her to be a part of it. And she came back and she said, no, I just don't feel I can show up and give you the value that you would need because I am just overly committed right now. And I said, great. She called me later that night feeling guilty about saying no. And I said, don't feel guilty. You were being honest. And I'm so proud of you for saying no, you know, because I think we do that. We feel guilt. We feel shame. We feel like we're letting others down. But we have to remember, we have to take care of ourselves first. And by protecting our time, by protecting ourselves, communicating and setting all those expectations, you know, it really puts us back in the driver's seat and we're actually going to be able to do a better job in every area of our lives. Yeah. And then we don't feel resentful. Mm-hmm. It's, there's nothing worse than saying yes to something that you didn't want to say yes to. Yeah. You're not gonna I know. Be, you don't look at so attitude. Christy, Christy Wright, who is another business entrepreneur, and she has a great quote and it says, an honest no is better than a dishonest yes. And it's exactly yeah. what you were just saying. It's true. It's true. Mm -hmm. So what would be the next ingredient? You know, the power and understanding the importance of being truly present. You know, when we are trying to do too many things, when we are not clear on our initial goals and what we're doing, we don't show up being truly present. And this was something I learned from my son when he was about three years old. And the the lead off for me for my big breakdown was when we were sitting there one night and I was working and he just wanted to show me a drawing that he had made and I wasn't really paying attention to him. And luckily for me, he stood up and said, you're not paying attention to me. And I realized that that was one of the biggest problems that I had is even though I was physically there, I never was truly present. I wasn't present at work. I wasn't present in my one-on-ones. I wasn't present with my son. I wasn't present anywhere because I was trying so hard to be all things to all people. And the truth is, is you can't. And when you try to do it all, you can't get anything done. And when you try to be overly available, you can't be available. And what I learned is it's not about being there 100% of the time. It's meaning that when you are there, you are 100% present. And so learning how we can do that. And one of the best um, tips and strategies I give my people and I'll share with your listeners right now is this concept of bubble time. And what the idea is you have to have tight bubbles of focus with no distractions to help you be present. So for me, I run my days and I do them in hour-long increments. And so what I do is I step into my bubble for 45 minutes and I work on whatever it is that I need to work on. Then what I do is I step out and I have 15 minutes to take a break, to check my voicemails, check my emails, whatever might be done. And what that allows me to do is again, to be very present where I need to be present. Mm. So my focus is on point. Now you can extend this as a parent. And so a lot of times what I would do when Nicholas was younger, now he's almost 18. So it's a little different, but I would go to the park with Nicholas and I would be there with him for 45 minutes and we would play and do all those things that we need to do. Then at the 45 minute mark, I would be like, oh, 
I'm going to go get a snack. And then when I ran to get the snack, I would check my voicemails, check my emails. But that allowed me again to be very present. Um, and I think that those are really important. And these were actually some of the lessons that I learned from my mother. My mother was a working mom with four kids. But again, she was there when she needed to be there. She would take each of us kids out, you know, a couple times a year, just one-on-one -on -one, and give us that one-on-one -on -one time. You know, they would sit and help us with our homework. But the idea is she wasn't there all the time. But when she was there, I really felt she was there emotionally, physically, spiritually present. And I think that's what most people want. You know, one of the best gifts that we can give is being truly present. So taking that in and I saw an immediate change in even the response from my clients on the customer service and the level of trust that they were building when I could be there uninterrupted. So I think that for working parents, it's powerful to know, don't feel guilty if you have to miss something. You're gonna miss something. Yeah. But make up for it by being present and bringing it back to the communication. This is also what you wanna do. Again, communicate when you will be there. Communicate, you know what? I am making the commitment to be home for dinner these nights. You know, we're going to have family game night on Saturday. Make those commitments and be there. They will be able to forgive a lot of the other items when they know that when you stand by your commitments, you're there. One thing I want to say to that is I don't think we realize how short of a time our kids are little. Mm -hmm. We go through this, like this thought that this time is never going to end or we get so frustrated with our kids when they're small because they're not listening or they're disrespectful and th these different things but in a snap they're teenagers and they don't want nothing to do with you and so i think the message here is be present with your children because they're only going to be small for a time and Absolutely. it's sacred it's sacred right it is. And I would even extend that, you know, make time for your significant others, because I feel sometimes so bad for those significant others, because it sort of is, you know, taking care of ourselves, maybe, then the kids, then like the dog, you know, and that significant other comes last. So, you know, make time for them too you know, and be present with them too. you know, have a date night, have these times. And even again, with your clients, if you're having lunch or coffee with the client, put your phone away. Don't even just leave it on the table, put it away. Yeah. You know, yeah. again, and if you set those expectations, remember I brought up the idea for me that I tell them my goal is to get back with them in three hours. Well, I have the freedom to be truly present for 45 minutes or whatever I need because they've given me permission. So again, for everyone, yes, the moments with your kids go like that, but you know what? So does life in general. Yeah, And, you know, everything, every moment is sacred. And we need to make sure that, again, it's not about the hours that we work. It's about how are we living those hours? Yeah, And we want, and, you know, we can be fully engaged, but we've got to be present. Amazing. Thank you. So many ingredients for success here in being a working parent. But let's do a recap. Let's quickly okay. recap the three ingredients that we had. The first one was communication. Mm -hmm. Yes. So communicating, setting expectations, making sure that people know when you are available, when you're not available and what you are committing to for that week. The next one was setting boundaries and the power of saying no. 
Yes. So embracing that word no and remembering that an honest no is better than a dishonest yes. And again, just really lining them up and having those checks and balances so you can make quality decisions with your time. And the last one, which is to me the best one, is the importance of being present. Absolutely. Remembering that it's not about every moment, but it's about being present in your moments. And again, protecting that time because it is really special. Amazing. Clara, this has been amazing. I really am going to take away so many nuggets here, especially the bubble time. I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking about that bubble time. So I'm going to, it's amazing. It was a game changer for me. It is a game changer. And Clara, where can my audience find out more about you and what you're doing? Love it. So my website is just claracapano.com. So they can find out more about me and all those items. They can also follow me. I'm all over social media. If they just search my name, I am, I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, all those great items. And then my third book will be out in July and it's going to be a guidebook for the working mom. So they can look for that in July and that'll be available on Amazon as well as my website. Very exciting. Can't wait to see that. And thank you so much for being a guest on the Sand Course podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate what you're doing. You're helping to change lives. So keep doing what you're doing. Thanks so much. Are you looking to unlock your full potential on your leadership journey? Well, look no further than the Sand Course podcast. I'm Coach Julie Riga, and I'm here to help you discover your personal purpose and how it connects to work. With my solutions, you'll learn to be present in the moment, bounce back from setbacks, and manage your time effectively. If you are ready to take the next step, why don't you schedule a one-on-one -on -one coaching session with me, or join one of my workshops, or even become part of the Stay On Course learning community. Visit stayoncourse.io today, and let's move forward towards success together. Thank you for listening to another episode of Stay On Course. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so Julie can continue serving up delectable experts and appetizing content directly to your earbuds. And remember, right now you have the ingredients to be living the life you are meant to live. This has been a production of The Mediacasters.